see what the Lord has to say for us. Amen, amen. Thank you, Brother Boaz, my ram in the bush. Thank you, man. Thank you for reading and sharing the announcements and welcome. Amen. And uh, uh, Brother Boaz read from John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. We're going to read that again. You can stand if you are able to do so. Amen. As we delve into the word of God. Amen. Let's encourage our musicians. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. amen. And, and, and we got musicians that, that stay to hear the word of God. They don't leave. Where we, we you going, Warren? Okay, you just want to, okay. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We got musicians that stay to hear the word of God. Amen. That, 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 that the anointing when they play, hallelujah, will bless us as the people of God. I'm just kidding, man. You got you, you to do what you got to do. Amen. amen. The word of God reads in John 13, 34, 35. These two verses, dynamic verses, y'all. It says, a new commandment I give you. Look at this. Love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. Look at this. If you love one another. Amen, amen. A new commandment I give you, love one another as I love you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. The word of God for the people of God. Praise be to God. Once again, God, we come before your throne of grace and mercy, asking for your divine help on this Sunday morning, God. We pray now, God, for a fresh anointing in this place that we may be able to hear from you, God, and experience a, a, a greater fellowship with you on this Sunday morning. God, have your way today in this place. And we know, God, when we leave, we'll be better. God, we thank you in advance. For us in Christ's name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. House of the Lord. Show them who you are. Show them who you are. I enjoy watching movies. Now, I'm not a movie aficionado like some of you, but I enjoy watching a good movie every now and then. And what I've noticed or what stands out to me while watching movies is that there's usually a scripted line or phrase delivered by one of the actors that stands out. So much so that, that the scripted line or phrase becomes what we remember the movie and the actor by. In the movie world, they call it a famous line. And a few of my favorite famous lines from movies I have taken the time to watch are lines like, go ahead and make my day. Delivered by Clint Eastwood in the movie Sudden Impact. They call me Mr. Tibbs. Delivered by Sidney Poitier in the movie The Heat of the Night. You can't handle the truth. Delivered by Jack Nichols, Nicholas in the movie A Few Good Men. I'll be back. Delivered by Jesus, I mean, delivered by Arnold Schwarzenegger in the movie Terminator 1 and 2, 3 and 4. I think they made a few of them, amen. But my most recent favorite famous line comes from the movie 
Black Panther 1 and 2. And it was a powerful line, impactful line delivered by Queen Ramonda of Wakanda. And the line was addressed to her son T'Challa and her daughter Sari. And the famous line, if you remember, was, show them who you are. Show them who you are. And as sons and daughters of God who live in a fallen world full of sin that has produced hatred, chaos, confusion, fear, and uncertainty in the lives of those who don't know Jesus Christ as Lord. And through the scriptures, we find out that it's our responsibility to give them hope through our connection with Christ by way of showing them who we are as Christians. And here within chapter 13 of St. John, one of the most pivotal chapters in the New Testament Gospels, due to Jesus' willingness to reveal particulars about his person, his plan, his power, his passion, and the presentation of his followers to the world, knowing that his time to depart from this world to be with the Father by way of the cross of Calvary was at hand. And it begins in verse 1 in this dynamic chapter as Jesus reveals the longevity of love he had for his followers. Look at verse 1. It says, now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come that he should depart from this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them too the end. You see, as believers and followers of Jesus Christ who are in the world but not of the world, you, you can rejoice and be glad in the fact that the love Jesus has for you is never ending. For it's permanent, it's durable, and you can never ever be separated from it according to Romans 8 and 39, which says neither height nor depth or anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. You see, this, this chapter was pivotal because it allowed Jesus to reveal some things about himself that would be a blessing to his followers after he ascended to heaven. In, verse, in verses 2 through 17 of chapter 13, Jesus reveals the leaving of legacy in the area of service and humility for his followers to follow by, by physically bowing down to wash his disciples' feet. You, you see, Jesus displays the epitome of serving by way of humility, and he didn't just say it, but he showed it. And, and, this, and his disciples would accomplish it as he himself serves, look at this, as the model of the legacy he was leaving for them. See, we are so blessed that we are in relationship with a holy God who doesn't just say what he wants us to do, uh, but, but, but is willing to show us how to accomplish it by him doing it himself. Oh, my God. Amen. You, you, you see, as husbands... Jesus directs us to love our wives in the same way he loved the church. And he showed us how to accomplish it 
as husbands by giving, giving up himself, his life for the church, amen, as he hung on the cross of Calvary. See, we serve a God that just doesn't say it, but he shows it, that we can follow it. Hallelujah. In verses 18 through 30, in this pivotal chapter in the life and ministry of Jesus Christ, he himself reveals the legitimacy of the fact that he is God in the flesh. And, and he does so by way of singling out who would sell him out when the disciples were trying to figure it out. And Jesus was able to single out Judas as the sellout when no one else had a clue because as, as, as Jesus is God all-knowing. Hallelujah. For, for it's Jesus in the scriptures that legitimized the fact that God is Jesus and Jesus is God. He's omniscient, y'all, meaning he knows everything. For, for he knows the end before the beginning. He, he knows your down sitting and your uprising. He knows your thoughts from afar off. He knows what you're thinking right now. Hallelujah. He knows what you did last night, my God. He knows what you're doing in the present. He knows what you're going to be doing in the future. And he even knows what you did in the past. And, and what should make you want to praise God and worship God is that knowing all that stuff about you, he still loves you. Amen. Yeah, yeah. See, and, and, and his love is for you. Hallelujah. So, so much so that he was willing to die on the cross while we were yet sinners. In verses 31 through 33, Jesus reveals through his language, look at this, y'all, the victory that would be gained through his crucifixion, as well as his uh, banishment from his followers upon his ascension to heaven. We're according to Mark 16 and 19, Jesus, the son of the living God, has a seat set up for him on the right hand of the Father in glory. Amen? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hallelujah. See, I, I told you before that this chapter, this pivotal chapter in the life and ministry of Jesus Christ, for it reveals what was guaranteed to bless us as believers on this side of heaven. And I don't know about you, I need some blessings on this side of heaven coming from God our Savior. And in verses 34 and 35, we're going to be long this morning, y'all. In verses 34 and 35, I focus verses that will bring light to how you can show them who you are. Jesus reveals his, look at this, y'all, his legislation of a new commandment and the action of love in verse 34, which will be the leading force for his followers back then and for we, his followers today to follow that we be equipped to show them who we are. Amen? Let's look at verse 34, y'all. Look at verse 34. It says, a new commandment. I give you that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Now, new things that the gospel brings like this new commandment call for present obedience and realization, which means this new commandment was to be obeyed and exercised pronto. You see, there was no, no, no waiting around to begin this new commandment. 
of loving one another. You, you, you see that there's no time to waste in loving one another, y'all, because life's too short. So, so, so we, we today have to get busy loving one another like never before. That this new commandment needs to be a part of our lifestyle as Christians. We should come in the door loving one another. We should get up in the morning loving one another. When we see each other in Walmart, we should be loving one another. I've been to Walmart a lot. Ain't now, some may wonder, look at this, y'all. Some may wonder, how can Jesus legislate or lay down or enact a new commandment? How can Jesus do something like that? And the answer to that question is because Jesus is God. And God is sovereign. Therefore, he can do what he wants. When he wants. Yeah, whenever he, come on, you there, sis. Whenever he wants. And here, he exercises his authority to do so. And he legislates this new commandment for us to live by, look, with no questions asked. For it is a command which is another order, which is an order for us to follow no matter what. I'm helping somebody this morning. No matter what, we should be loving one another. Come on, I know you get on my nerves sometimes. Come on. Come on. You take the covers off me sometimes and I get, but I should be loving you no matter what. It's a command, y'all. Amen. Yeah, yeah. But and see, and see, sometimes that's where the issue is for us because truth be told, even after salvation, some of us don't like being told what to do. Yeah, yeah. Come on. You, we, we, we. But but here, but here, if you're a believer, you have to adhere to this command no matter what. Come on, come on. I, I, I know they tailgating you, but. Come on, I, 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 know, I know they messed up your paycheck, but you got to be a real Christian for that. <laughs> and he gave this commandment to us, look, because he knows what we need. And what we need in a fallen world is love. I think Mary J. Blige said real love. From one another that will help us. Spur us, uh, inspire us, hold us, and encourage us as followers of Jesus Christ. I got to be real with you. Sometimes I need some encouragement. Oh, my God. In this walk with Jesus Christ. And as I look at the scripture, it should be coming from you. Not the world, but you. The Christian community, you, disciples of Jesus, you, New Direction Bible Fellowship Church. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And who better to legislate this new commandment of love than God? Well, the scriptures proclaim that God is love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. 
For God commended his love to us while we were yet sinners. Who better to give this legislation, lay down this commandment for us to love one another? Now, if Jesus, who has just been sold out and will soon be stretched out on a cross, takes time out to lay down a new commandment, it must be in order to replace an old commandment. Because the, the, the logic and principle behind new and old is that when you incorporate something new, it's designed to replace something old. I'm, I'm, I'm going to help y'all again, amen. You see, when, when you buy that new dress, hat or one of those sharp pantsuits from Macy's, Sierra, it should be done <laughs> to replace that old dress, hat and pantsuit look that you can't fit anymore. Brothers, brothers, when, when, when you buy a new pair of shoes, a, a suit or a, a shirt, you, you do so to replace the old shoes, suit, and shirt that has gone out of style. Look at this, y'all. Look at this, y'all. But many of us mm, find it difficult following that logic or principle Therefore, our closets are full of old clothes and shoes we can't fit. They are played out and they're worn out at the seams. All because, look at this, y'all, we like holding on to old stuff. It works the same way in our spiritual lives. We, love, we sometimes sit and wonder why we haven't grown in our faith, our serving, our giving, and our love for one another since the Lord has made me a new creation in him. See, see the, the, the reason is we haven't allowed the new stuff gain through our relationship with Jesus Christ to replace the old stuff we had when we were living for the world. Come on, come on, you, you, you've been made new, but, but you haven't replaced your old negative attitude. Your, your, your old negative outlook, your old actions and reactions, your old lifestyle and habits with the new that God has made you. Oh, God has made us new. Get rid of that old stuff that you can grow in the grace and knowledge of. Jesus Christ, amen? You've been made new, amen? God has made you new, and I, I know I'm right because the Bible says, therefore, if anyone, any man be in Christ, anybody in Christ this morning? He or she is a new creation, amen? All things have passed away. Behold, all things have been made new. I think you need to, you need to know that you, you are a new creation, amen? So, so when, you, when you come into the house of the Lord, you should come in with some new pep in your step. Some, some, some new glide in your stride because God has allowed you as his new creation to see another day. Thank you. Thank you. To fellowship with the saints, amen? Yeah, yeah, you have been made 
new. And therefore, you, me, and we need to humble ourselves and allow the new you oh, to replace the old you that God be able to use you for his glory. We got to get rid of some of that old stuff. Jesus came with a new commandment, y'all. Now, now, look, oh, my God. Now, after further review of the text, I found out that this new, this new legislation or laying down of this new commandment actually wasn't new. See, in Matthew 22, 37, 40, Jesus delivers the greatest commandment, which is love, and in particular, loving God and man. So this legislation of loving one another laid down by Jesus to his followers wasn't new, but it was renewed and revitalized in form, quality, and nature. See, the word new in the text is derived from the Greek word kainos, which means, look at this, y'all, regenerated, refreshed, and renewed. And quality. See, Jesus and Jesus set forth this renewed legislation due to how the religious leaders of that day were not exercising or promoting love amongst one another and those in the community. But instead, look at this, what they, they were doing, y'all. Instead, they were focused on titles, prestige, money, status, popularity, religious laws with no grace attached to them and an overwhelming denial of Jesus Christ as the son of the living God, which corrupted the true meaning of loving one another, which Jesus in the text declares for his followers to execute the same way he himself loved others. For Jesus says, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. So this legislation of renewed and revitalized love we are to exercise, execute, and pour out on one another is to mirror the love that Jesus showed toward us. You know Jesus loved you and nobody else did. Come on, he, he loved you even before you were born. Come on, I think Sierra said it earlier, his love is unconditional. Yeah, and, and, and his love for you and me was sacrificial. It was unconditional. His love is eternal. And look at this, y'all. His love is habitual. Meaning, meaning his love for us is repeated, it's regular, and it's constantly poured out upon us in spite of us. See, when you think about how much the Lord should become habit forming for you and I to love one another in the same way. Come on, that's why it's important that you search the scriptures and see how much Jesus loved you. That you now can mirror that love and love one another. Hallelujah. Yeah, unconditionally. Sacrificially. Eternally. And habitually. Come on, you know, a habitual liar, they keep, they keep lying and lying and lying and lying. Come on, a, a, a habitual Christian keeps loving and loving and loving and loving and 
even when it's hard to do. Because my love for you is real. It's, it's, it's drenched in Jesus Christ. So I go beyond how you making me feel. And I begin to love you because I want to show you who I am. Show them who you are. Amen. And it's that type of love in verse 34 that will be the leading force in verse 35 within this pivotal chapter of St. John that will fashion you and equip you. Look at this, y'all. It's for you to show them who you are. <laughs> Look at what Jesus proclaims in this powerful verse of Scripture. Verse 35, he says, By this, oh, this is good, all people, by this they shall, by this everyone shall, by this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Mm, mm, mm. You see, the way you get the opportunity to show them who you are, and this them consists of the world, the unsaved, those who have turned away from God, those who are struggling in their Christian walk, those who just come to church to observe, and those who are confused about their face, that's, that's, that's the them, y'all, amen? See, it, it's, it's by way we, the way we love one another in the body of Christ is the way you and I are going to show them who you are. Amen? And, 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 and you, you see, you see that the them that I mentioned are very observant towards us. You know, folk be watching you when you come out. Sunday morning to go to neighbors be peeking out the window. They're very observant. Yeah, yes, yes. We are being closely watched as the followers of Jesus Christ. Amen. See, everybody's streaming. They just watching us. Some of them just just watch. Amen. They told me to use the mic. Amen. Let me turn this one off. Yeah, yeah, say they, 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 they watch, you see, and, 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 and the them have a tendency to hone in on us. Look at this, y'all. When they find out that one of us have fallen, missed the mark and have sinned. And they observe some of us so intently to see how we are going to respond to one of our own fallen followers of Jesus Christ. And that's when, look at my God, you get the opportunity to show them who you are. By lovingly, look at this, y'all, going to them that they may repent of their wrong and then be moved by love to restore and reconcile them. Hallelujah. Because that's what disciples do, of which you are according to the text. And according to the text, disciples are identified by the love they show towards others in the faith of Jesus Christ. Look, look, Jesus says, by this, everyone 
will know you are my disciples. Yeah, a qualification to be a disciple is that we love one another. Amen. Yeah, yeah, but the duties of a disciple are learning and living the expectations unearthed in Scripture. Look, denying self in all situations. Allegiance to Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. Look, and a willingness to die for the cause of Christ. Show them who you are. Show them who you are. And here at New Direction Bible Fellowship Church, our mission, our goal and desire, uh, we say it every Sunday, y'all, is to make disciples that make disciples through the life-changing word of God. Therefore, our love for one another should be evident through the evidence of how we support one another. Uh, uh, pray for one another. Encourage one another. This is a hard one, y'all. Acknowledge one another. Yeah, see, I go to work and people pass by me and don't speak. Yeah, when I come to the house of the Lord, I don't expect that. Because love will make you even go back and acknowledge one another. Sacrifice for one another. I, I call one another. Share with one another. Extend grace. Oh, no, this is a big one here. Extend grace to one another. And respect one another as disciples of Jesus Christ. Show them who you are. And when you master this loving one another as a disciple from within, look at this, y'all. The Lord will give you opportunities or put you in position to show them who you are, what kind of disciple you are, outside of this arena of disciples that we see daily. When we master this thing, God's going to make, make, make opportunities for you and I to show them who we are. And he does so by like stuff like this. The Lord will place you on a job where everyone complains about everything that you can Show them who you are. Uh, the, the Lord will place you in the midst of unclean people with unclean lips that you can show them who you are. The, the Lord will allow you to care for individuals who are rude and mean that you can show them who you are. The Lord will, will allow your, your, your paycheck to get jacked up that you can show them who you are. You go in the office with some sense. You don't. Show them who you are. Don't go in there cussing, no. Go in there in the, the steed and the power of Jesus Christ where they mess up your paycheck. That you can show them who you are. Amen. The Lord will allow your children to get on your last nerve that you can show them who you are. The Lord will allow your teacher, your professor, your principal to get under your skin that you can Show them who you are. The Lord will allow the police to pull you over for no reason at all. That you can show them who you are. 
Lord will allow sickness, my God, in your body that you can show them who you are. Lord may allow you to lose a close loved one that you can show them who you are. Amen. God wants us to be a people that are willing to show them the world, the unsaved, the unchurched, those in vaccine conditions, who we are, that it may direct them back to the God we serve. Show them who you are. As you continue in this journey with Jesus, and it's a serious journey, y'all, amen? Yeah, see, this journey is not for the squeamish. No, it's not. Christianity is not for the squeamish. No, there's some stuff you're going to have to go through. There's some stuff you're just going to have to deal with. Amen? But I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Amen? Where we're new creations, we can handle some stuff now. Yeah, we can handle depression. Hallelujah. Because we know where to go to get help. Amen? Yeah, yeah. We know where to get the help we need, and it's through the word of God. As you continue in this journey with Jesus as a disciple, be mindful to take advantage of every opportunity given to you to show them who you are. And according to Jesus Christ, as we rest on our feet, by this, everyone will know You are my disciples if you love one another. Show them who you are. It's been mandated. It's been commanded. Show them who you are through the love that you show. Show them who you are as you serve Jesus Christ exclusively. Show them who you are as a disciple of Jesus Christ. God, we thank you and we bless you on this morning. We thank you for your mercy, grace, and love. We thank you for your unconditional love, your eternal love, your habitual love towards us. God, we are so unworthy of your love. God, we miss the mark. We fall. We sin. We mess up, God, but you're, you're always there to catch us and to keep us, God. Help us, God, to be cognizant of our failures and repent of our wrong that we may come into your presence without spot, blemish, or wrinkle and you hear us and you heal us and you give us hope. God, we thank you for your word, God, for it brings life light and longevity in our spirit to go on a little while long. God, we thank you. And God, and if we are to show them who we are, God, we're going to need your help, huh? Through the power of the Holy Spirit, God, because we don't have it all together, God, my God. Even after salvation, even after praying, prayer after prayer, God, we don't have it all together, but we know you do. So God, we ask right now, God, that the Holy Spirit indwell us and take us over, my God, that we may lay aside every weight and sin that so easily beset us, that we may be equipped.
to show them who we are. And God, we found out through our word and through our, through, through our surrender, God, that we are the children of God. We are disciples of the most holy God. Help us to know that, walk in that, God, and live that lifestyle, my God, as a disciple of Jesus Christ. That we may be able to make disciples, that make disciples, that make disciples, that make disciples through the life-changing word of God and our relationship with you. God, we thank you today and we give you glory. Be with us, God. Help us to remember your word and remember who we are. But more importantly, whose we are. For we are yours, my God. You, 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 you brought us back, God, and we say thank you through your precious blood. So be glorified on this day. For us in the name of Christ, we do pray. Amen. Amen.